0: paragraphs twenty nine through forty seven of treatise on christ and antichrist by hippolytus of rome translated by alexander roberts and james donaldson this LibriVox recording is in the public domain these things beloved we impart to you with fear and yet readily on account of the love of christ which surpasseth all for if the blessed prophets who preceded us did not choose to proclaim these things though they knew them openly and boldly lest they should disquiet the minds of men, but recounted them mystically in parables and dark sayings, speaking thus, Here is the mind which hath wisdom. How much greater risk shall we run in venturing to declare openly things spoken by them in obscure terms? Let us look, therefore, at all things which are to befall this unclean harlot in the last days, and let us consider what and what manner of tribulation is destined to visit her in the wrath of God before the judgment, as an earnest of her doom. Come then, O blessed Isaiah. Arise, tell us clearly what thou didst prophesy with respect to the mighty Babylon. For thou didst speak also of Jerusalem, and thy word is accomplished. For thou didst speak boldly and openly, your country is desolate, your cities are burned with fire, your land, strangers devour it in your presence, and it is desolate as overthrown by many strangers. The daughter of Zion shall be left as a cottage in a vineyard, and as a lodge in a garden of cucumbers, as a besieged city. What then? Are not these things come to pass? Are not the things announced by thee fulfilled? Is not their country, Judea, desolate? Is not the holy place burned with fire? Are not their walls cast down? Are not their cities destroyed? Their land, do not strangers devour it? Do not the Romans rule the country? and indeed these impious people hated thee, and did saw thee asunder, and they crucified Christ. Thou art dead in the world, but thou livest in Christ. Which of you, then, shall I esteem more than thee? Yet Jeremiah, too, is stoned. But if I should esteem Jeremiah most, yet Daniel, too, has his testimony. Daniel, I commend thee above all. Yet John, too, gives no false witness. With how many mouths and tongues would I praise you, or rather the word who spoke in you? Ye died with Christ, and ye will live with Christ. Ye hear and rejoice. Behold, the things announced by you have been fulfilled in their time. For ye saw these things yourselves first, and then ye proclaimed them to all generations. Ye ministered the oracles of God to all generations. Ye prophets were called that ye might be able to save all, for then is one a prophet indeed, when, having announced before time things about to be, he can afterwards show that they have actually happened. Ye were the disciples of a good master. These words I address to you as if alive and with propriety, for ye hold already the crown of life and immortality which is laid up for you in heaven. Speak with me, O blessed Daniel, Give me full assurance, I beseech thee. Thou dost prophesy concerning the lioness in Babylon, for thou wast a captive there. Thou hast unfolded the future regarding the bear, for thou wast still in the world, and didst see the things come to pass. Then thou speakest to me of a leopard, and whence canst thou know this? For thou art already gone to thy rest. Who instructed thee to announce these things but he who formed thee in from thy mother's womb that is god thou sayest thou hast spoken indeed and that not falsely the leopard has arisen the he-goat is come he hath smitten the ram he hath broken his horns in pieces he hath stamped upon him with his feet he has been exalted by his fall the four horns have come up from under that one Rejoice, blessed Daniel, thou hast not been in error. All these things have come to pass. After this again thou hast told me of the beast dreadful and terrible. It had iron teeth and claws of brass. It devoured and brake in pieces, and stamped the residue with the feet of it. Already the iron rules. Already it subdues and breaks all in pieces. Already it brings all the unwilling into subjection. Already we see these things ourselves. Now we glorify God, being instructed by thee. But as the task before us was to speak of the harlot, Be thou with us, O blessed Isaiah. Let us mark what thou sayest about Babylon. Come down, sit upon the ground, O virgin daughter of Babylon. Sit, O daughter of the Chaldeans. Thou shalt no longer be called tender and delicate. Take the millstone, grind meal. Draw aside thy veil, shave the grey hairs, make bare the legs, pass over the rivers. Thy shame shall be uncovered, thy reproach shall be seen. I will take justice of thee, I will no more give thee over to men. As for thy Redeemer, he is the Lord of hosts, the Holy One of Israel is his name. Sit thou in compunction, get thee into darkness, O daughter of the Chaldeans. Thou shalt no longer be called the strength of the kingdom. I was wroth with my people, I have polluted mine inheritance, I have given them into thine hand, and thou didst show them no mercy. But upon the ancient, the elders, thou hast very heavily laid thy yoke, And thou saidst, I shall be a prince for ever. Thou shalt not lay these things to thy heart, Neither didst thou remember the latter end. Therefore hear now this, thou that art delicate, That sittest, that art confident, that sayest in thine heart, I AM, AND THERE IS NONE ELSE. I SHALL NOT SIT AS A WIDOW, NEITHER SHALL I KNOW THE LOSS OF CHILDREN. BUT NOW THESE TWO THINGS SHALL COME UPON THEE IN ONE DAY, WIDOWHOOD AND THE LOSS OF CHILDREN. THEY SHALL COME UPON THEE SUDDENLY IN THY SORCERY, IN THE STRENGTH OF THINE ENCHANTMENTS MIGHTILY, IN THE HOPE OF THY FORNICATION. FOR THOU HAST SAID, I AM, AND THERE IS NONE ELSE. AND THY FORNICATION SHALL BE THY SHAME, because thou hast said in thy heart, I am. And destruction shall come upon thee, and thou shalt not know it. And there shall be a pit, and thou shalt fall into it. And misery shall fall upon thee, and thou shalt not be able to be made clean. And destruction shall come upon thee, and thou shalt not know it. Stand now with thy enchantments, and with a multitude of thy sorceries, which thou hast learned from thy youth. If so, thou shalt be able to be profited thou art wearied in thy counsels let the astrologers of the heavens stand and save thee let the star-gazers announce to thee what shall come upon thee behold they shall all be as sticks for the fire so shall they be burned and they shall not deliver their soul from the flame because thou hast coals of fire sit upon them so shall it be for thy help thou art wearied with change from thy youth Man has gone astray, each one by himself, and there shall be no salvation for thee. These things does Isaiah prophesy for thee. Let us see now whether John has spoken to the same effect. For he sees, when in the isle of Patmos, a revelation of awful mysteries, which he recounts freely, and makes known to others. Tell me, blessed John, apostle and disciple of the Lord, what didst thou see and hear concerning Babylon, Arise and speak, for it sent thee also into banishment. And there came one of the seven angels which had the seven vials, and talked with me, saying unto me, Come hither, I will show unto thee the judgment of the great whore that sitteth upon many waters, with whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and the inhabitants of the earth have been made drunk with the wine of her fornication. And he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness. And I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-coloured beast, full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns, and the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet colour, and decked with gold and precious stone, and pearls, having a golden cup in her hand, full of abominations and filthiness of the fornication of the earth. Upon her forehead was a name written, Mystery, Babylon the Great, the Mother of Harlots, and Abominations of the Earth. And I saw the woman drunken with the blood of the saints, and with the blood of the martyrs of Jesus. And when I saw her, I wondered with great admiration. And the angel said unto me, Wherefore didst thou marvel? I will tell thee the mystery of the woman, and of the beast that carrieth her, which hath the seven heads and the ten horns. The beast that thou sawest was, and is not, and shall ascend out of the bottomless pit, and go into perdition, And they that dwell on the earth shall wonder, whose name was not written in the book of life from the foundation of the world, when they behold the beast that was, and is not, and yet shall be. And here is the mind that has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains, on which the woman sitteth. And there are seven kings. Five are fallen, and one is, and the other is not yet come. And when he cometh he must continue a short space, And the beast that was and is not, even he is the eighth, and is of the seven, and goeth into perdition. And the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings, which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind, and shall give their power and strength unto the beast. These shall make war with the lamb, and the lamb shall overcome them, for he is lord of lords and king of kings and they that are with him are called, and chosen, and faithful. And he saith to me, The waters which thou sawest, where the whore sitteth, are peoples, and multitudes, and nations, and tongues. And the ten horns which thou sawest, and the beast, these shall hate the whore, and shall make her desolate and naked, and shall eat her flesh, and burn her with fire. For God hath put in their hearts to fulfil his will, and to agree, and give their kingdom unto the beast, until the words of God shall be fulfilled. And the woman which thou sawest is that great city which reigneth over the kings of the earth. After these things I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power. And the earth was lighted with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils. And the hold of every foul spirit and a cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven, saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues, for her sins did cleave even unto heaven, AND GOD HATH REMEMBERED HER INIQUITIES. REWARD HER EVEN AS SHE REWARDED YOU, AND DOUBLE UNTO HER DOUBLE ACCORDING TO HER WORKS. IN THE CUP WHICH SHE HATH FILLED, fill TO HER DOUBLE. HOW MUCH SHE HATH GLORIFIED HERSELF AND LIVED DELICIOUSLY, SO MUCH TORMENT AND SORROW GIVE HER. FOR SHE SAITH IN HER HEART, I SIT A QUEEN, AND AM NO WIDOW. I SHALL SEE NO SORROW. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death, and mourning, and famine, and she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judgeth her. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament for her, when they shall see the smoke of her burning, standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, Alas, alas, the great city Babylon, that mighty city, for in one hour is thy judgment come. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man shall buy their merchandise any more. The merchandise of gold and silver and precious stones, and of pearls and fine linen and purple and silk and scarlet, and all thine wood, and all manner vessels of ivory, and all manner vessels of most precious wood, and of brass and iron and marble and cinnamon, and spices, and odours, and ointments, and frankincense, and wine, and oil, and fine flour, and wheat, and beasts, and sheep, and goats, and horses, and chariots, and slaves, bodies, and souls of men. And the fruits that thy soul lusted after are departing from thee, and all things which were dainty and godly have perished from thee, and thou shalt find them no more at all. The merchants of these things, which were made rich by her, shall stand afar off for the fear of her torment, weeping and wailing, and saying, Alas, alas, that great city that was clothed in fine linen and purple and scarlet, and decked with gold and precious stones and pearls! for in one hour so great riches is come to naught. And every shipmaster, and all the company of ships and sailors, and as many as trade by sea stood afar off, and cried, when they saw the smoke of her burning, saying, What city is like unto this great city? And they cast dust on their heads, and cried, weeping and wailing, saying, Alas, alas, that great city, wherein were made rich all that had ships in the sea by reason of her fatness, for in one hour is she made desolate. Rejoice over her, thou heaven, and ye angels, and apostles, and prophets, for God hath avenged you on her. And a mighty angel took up a stone like a great millstone, and cast it into the sea, saying, Thus with violence shall that great city Babylon be thrown down, and shall be found no more at all. And the voice of harpers and musicians, and of pipers and trumpeters, shall be heard no more at all in thee, and no craftsman of whatsoever craft he be shall be found any more in thee and the sound of a millstone shall be heard no more at all in thee, and the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. For thy merchants were the great men of the earth, for by thy sorceries were all nations deceived, and in her was found the blood of prophets and of saints and of all that were slain upon the earth. With respect then to the particular judgment and the torments that are to come upon it in the last times by the hand of the tyrants who shall arise then, the clearest statement has been given in these passages. But it becomes us further diligently to examine and set forth the period at which these things shall come to pass, and how the little horn shall spring up in their midst. For when the legs of iron have issued in the feet and toes, according to the similitude of the image, and that of the terrible beast, as has been shown in the above, then shall be the time when the iron and the clay shall be mingled together. Now Daniel will set forth this subject to us. For he says, And one week will make a covenant with many, and it shall be that in the midst half of the week my sacrifice and oblation shall cease. By one week, therefore, he meant the last week, which is to be at the end of the whole world, of which week the two prophets enoch and elias will take up the half for they will preach one thousand two hundred and sixty days clothed in sackcloth proclaiming repentance to the people and to all the nations for as two advents of our lord and saviour are indicated in the scriptures the one being his first advent in the flesh which took place without honour by reason of his being set at naught as isaiah spake of him aforetime saying we saw him and he had no form nor comeliness. But his form was despised and rejected, literally deficient, above all men, a man smitten and familiar with bearing infirmity, for his face was turned away. He was despised and esteemed not. But his second advent is announced as glorious, when he shall come from heaven with a host of angels, and the glory of his Father, as the Prophet saith, ye shall see the King in glory. And I saw one like the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven, and he came to the Ancient of Days, and he was brought to him, and there were given him dominion, and honour, and glory, and the kingdom. All tribes and languages shall serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away. Thus also two forerunners were indicated. The first was John, the son of Zacharias, who appeared in all things a forerunner and herald of our Saviour, preaching of the heavenly light that had appeared in the world. He first fulfilled the course of forerunner, and that from his mother's womb, being conceived by Elizabeth in order that to those two who are children from their mother's womb he might declare the new birth that was to take place for their sakes by the Holy Ghost and the Virgin he on hearing the salutation addressed to elizabeth leapt with joy in his mother's womb recognizing god the word conceived in the womb of the virgin thereafter he came forward preaching in the wilderness proclaiming the baptism of repentance to the people and thus announcing prophetically salvation to the nations living in the wilderness of the world after this at the jordan seeing the saviour with his own eye he points him out and says Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. He also first preached to those in Hades, becoming forerunner there when he was put to death by Herod, that there too he might intimate that the Saviour would descend to ransom the souls of the saints from the hand of death. But since the Saviour was the beginning of the resurrection of all men, it was meet that the Lord alone should arise from the dead, by whom too the judgment is to enter for the whole world that they who have wrestled worthily may be also crowned worthily by him, by the illustrious arbiter, to wit, who himself first accomplished the course, and was received into the heavens, and was set down on the right hand of God the Father, and is to be manifested again at the end of the world as judge. It is a matter of course that his forerunners must appear first, as he says by Malachi and the angel, I will send to you Elias the Tishbite, before the day of the Lord, the great and notable day, comes. And he shall turn the hearts of the fathers to the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, lest they come and smite the earth utterly. These then shall come and proclaim the manifestation of Christ that is to be from heaven.' and they shall also perform signs and wonders, in order that men may be put to shame and turned to repentance for their surpassing wickedness and impiety. For John says, I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and threescore days, clothed in sackcloth. That is the half of the week whereof Daniel spake. These are the two olive trees, and the two candlesticks standing before the Lord of the earth, And if any man will hurt them, fire will proceed out of their mouth, and devour their enemies. And if any man will hurt them, he must in this manner be killed. These have power to shut heaven, that it rain not in the days of their prophecy, and have power over waters to turn them to blood, and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. And when they shall have finished their course and their testimony, what saith the prophet? The beast that ascendeth out of the bottomless pit shall make war against them, and shall overcome them and kill them, because they will not give glory to Antichrist, for this is meant by the little horn that grows up. He, being now elated in heart, begins to exalt himself and to glorify himself as God, persecuting the saints and blaspheming Christ, even as Daniel says, I considered the horn, and behold, in the horn were eyes like the eyes of man, and a mouth preaching great things, and he opened his mouth to blaspheme God. And that horn made war against the saints, and prevailed against them until the beast was slain and perished, and his body was given to be burned. End of paragraph 47